Hey, it's the Friday podcast. Bill O'Reilly is here. We're going to talk a little bit about, um, you know, not with Bill, because what does Bill know about anything, uh, <laughs> you know, when it comes to overseas? Iran, we're talking about the, the the incredible things that are happening in Iran. Pat stops by to make fun of me, and Stu's here the whole time. We oh, talk about thanks. the sanctuary counties and what's this big movement that's happening in Virginia. And, of course, Bill O'Reilly. He goes off on Nancy Pelosi. He tells some interesting things never told before. He just had dinner with Donald Trump last week. And uh, wait until you hear what he has to say about how Donald Trump is seeing the world right now and what is coming. All that and more on today's podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Welcome to the program. It is Friday. We're so glad that you're here. Uh, some we're glad uh, more than others. Uh, Stu is here, and then there's, of course, Pat. Hello, Pat. Hello, Glenn. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Yeah, are you? I'm good. Yeah, yeah. good. Good. Yeah. Really good. So, uh, you know, I know you like to mock people. <laughs> no, I do not. Really? No, I do okay, not. Okay, all right. Because uh, I... <laughs> I don't enjoy mocking that right. would be wrong of me right but you seem mock. like you're in a good mood and i am I, and i know I you're am. going to mock uh joe biden no i just well i'm going to point out some things about joe okay that, all right uh, maybe see <laughs> i don't know if i can even do it now. <laughs> all right go ahead now jo- joe had a little incident yesterday uh-huh. as you know with uh-huh. uh with a voter in iowa <laughs> and uh <laughs> If you're watching, we explain this if you're watching the blaze, no, uh-uh, no, okay. no. Right. If you're watching the blaze, uh, you might, uh, you might understand. But anyway, uh, so, uh, so, so Pat, Joe Biden yes. yesterday did one of the most incredible things I've, <laughs> I've ever seen. I've never seen this before. Right. Quite honestly. And, and, and this was not to a, not to a conservative. This no. is to somebody who's considering I'd vote. He, I think he said later, I will vote for Joe Biden if he's the guy, because I'm not going to vote for Donald Trump. So I'll vote for for Joe Biden. But I'm really considering Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, he sounds like a pretty hardcore liberal. Yeah, right. Um, but here's the exchange between him, because how dare you ask Joe a tough question? Look at this. Question I want you to answer. We all know Trump. Uh has been messing around in Ukraine over there, holding their foreign aid for for them to come up saying we're going to investigate. We don't want to help with that. He's a little back when we do that. But you, on the other hand, sent your son over there to get a job and work for a gas company that he had no experience with gas or nothing. Wow. In order to get access to the, to the president. So you're, you're selling access to the president just like he is. Holy cow. So you're a damn liar, man. That's not true. Man. And no one has ever said that. No one has ever said that. Everybody says that. The State Department even said that. By the way, that's why I'm not sedentary. I don't like it up and. Oh, boy. Let him go. Let him go. 
Look, the reason I'm running is because I've been around a long time and I know more than most people know. And I can get things done. That's why I'm running. And you want to check my shape on? Let's do push-ups together, man. Let's do, let's run. Let's do whatever you want to do. Let's take the right pizza. Push-ups. Exercise. fat. Good. Yay. No one has said my son has done anything wrong. And I did not on any occasion. And no one has ever said it. Not I didn't once. say you were doing anything wrong. I you said, said I set up my son to work in an oil company. Yes. Isn't that what you said? I Get your word straight, Jack. That's wow. But I hear on the on MSNBC. You don't hear that in MSNBC. You did not hear that at all. What you heard? Look. Okay, I'm not going to get in an argument with you, man. Well, yeah, you do, but. Uh, but look, fat. Look, here's the deal. Look, fat. Look. Here's the deal. Mm-hmm. It, it looks, it looks I, like you don't have any more backbone. That's unbelievable. This is. Un- okay, stop for a second. This is really, truly mm-hmm. unbelievable. It is. He 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 obviously is judging the man on his fatness from mm-hmm. the get go. Yep. Because why would you challenge him to go? Let's go run. Let's go do push-ups. First of all, he says, "I'm not sedentary." With the implication, like you obviously are, because you're a big fat pig. Because there's nothing that set him up to say this. Nothing. No, nothing. There's nothing that set him up to say anything about sedentary. Obviously, you watch a lot of television because you're sedentary. I'm not sedentary like you are. Uh, then Then he says, I know more than most people. Then he tells him he's more intelligent than he is. Then he says... Uh, and he challenges him to the push-ups and, and wait, to wait, running, which is out which of blue, is... out of the blue. He's not challenging him and saying, you know, if you would have said, you know, and look, you've had strokes. Yeah, you, uh, I'm not sure right. you're you're an you're older old, gentleman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then he could have done like Jack Palance, and you know, remember when Jack Palance came out and he did the push-ups, did the, yeah, on stage, right? Because it was a sign that he's still virile and young, and sure. and even though he's mm-hmm. eighty. Mm-hmm. That that you could understand him saying, "Hey, well, let's do push-ups. Let's you know, let's go for a run." Okay, that's totally cool. He didn't challenge that. Not at all. He's only his first response is, "Hey, fatty, mm-hmm. how about we do a push-ups?" And at the end, he says, wow. "Look, fat, look." Yeah, is he going for fatty or fatso? Looks or like it. Yeah, fat fatty, head. fat, fat. Fatty, fat, fat, fatty, fat, fat, fat. 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 Yeah. So you're fat. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Fat head. Fat man. <laughs> I don't something. <laughs> what is going on? Hey, fat man. If that was Donald Trump, and I don't oh think Donald gosh. Trump's ever been that rude to uh yeah. Okay, well, yes, he has. <laughs> yes, he has. <laughs> but, but I mean, we have is... to pull you back into reality. <laughs> you were drifting outside of the ozone, <laughs> and then you were, you were starting to get yes. out into outer space. It's very true. cold and dark But now there. I'm flying back <laughs> right. like, uh, uh, like uh, what's-her-face did in Star Wars. Remember that? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Princess Leia? Yeah, Princess did Leia did. Oh, that her. was so Just bad. Just let her die. Man. I know she did she's die. Dead. That's the worst part. She's I actually know. dead I know. in real life. I know. Just stop it. She had a <laughs> perfect ending. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> because if it were Trump, it would lead every newscast. It, he would be the worst person ever born today. Uh, if he, you know, well, uh, to, and, and he was when he when he when he imitated well, the handicapped person. Remember oh how that God, went yeah, for him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and I plus, thought it was horrible. I did too. New York Times has a whole list of the 598 people Trump has insulted and what they've insulted. Am I on that? Yeah, you are. You want to hear them? 
Uh, no. He, so, I, Glenn Beck, his endorsement no, means I, nothing. He's crying. He's dumb as a rock. He's no, failing. I, he's lost all credibility. He's irrelevant. He's a no, wacko. He's sad. I, I don't, he's failing, crying, no, lost soul. I don't need Very him. dumb and failing. I don't, has zero credibility. I don't Irrelevant. Need mental basket case. Okay. Viewers and ratings are wow. way down. The answer irrelevant, is no. Wacky. A real nut job and always seems to be crying. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know what? We, we bashed the New York Times. Good journalism there at the New York Times. Thank you for that. So is that an excuse for this? Or uh, no, no, no. This has been a long... This, uh, right? It's one of yeah. my favorite pages oh, I've bookmarked. A, yeah. uh, <laughs> but this yeah. is something you've been trying to squeeze in, is what you're saying? <laughs> Just yeah, every day. Right. Um, and is that a fat joke? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is a weird moment, though, from a mm. politician. This is not Donald Trump, who made his career out of insulting people and telling them they're fired, right? This is... Yeah. This is a this is a guy who is a, supposed to be a, a politician, and Glenn over and over and over again you see this that whenever his son is brought up almost in any context, oh my gosh, he is incredibly defensive, yeah, incensed. Okay, incensed. okay, all right. And, May I play devil's advocate here? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. And I am not excusing what he did. I think he's corrupt. I think the whole family is corrupt on this, uh, and it goes way beyond Ukraine and. We have the we have the cable transfer verification of a hundred and sixty million dollars going to uh, Hunter Biden on something domestic. Mm -hmm. So I'm not excusing him. Here's what here's what I said to the audience uh, last night when we were talking about the impeachment. Um, What I'm afraid is Joe Biden's son, and I say this with respect uh, and and empathy because I've been in I'm in a family that has depression and has um, uh, suicide as a as a given in my family. I've had two suicides in my immediate family. So I get it. Hunter Biden is a very unstable individual. Like, terribly, very unstable, like one of the most unstable people, I think, I think makes Charlie Sheen look like he could say, dude, get your act together. Okay, Mm -hmm. it's bad. And so as a dad, I would be defensive as well. Mm -hmm. You know, leave my son alone, because I think Joe Biden Mm -hmm. is probably in his own head has probably helped his son do these deals because dude get your life together i'll 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 help you look you're gonna Mm -hmm. you know he's trying to do the right thing i think for his son by doing all the wrong things for his son yeah i i i have Mm -hmm. some sympathy with that position because i was thinking about this we've done a lot on hunter biden's private life just talking about it and going through it it's an incredible crazy journey Think for a second if one of your kids was going through that. Yeah. Right? Like forget, and you've already for, just, you yeah. just lost a, you just you've lost, lost a son or a brother. You've lost a wife. Yeah. You've lost a, you just lost a, a son. I mean, it's a crazy, this is a guy who found out apparently from media reports that Hunter was dating his other son's widow. That's how he found out about it. Not from Hunter. Mm. Um, so this is like, this has been a total disaster. It's probably consumed his whole life. Surely in his mind, if he ran in 2016, he'd currently be president. All of this is revolving around these situations. And every time someone brings it up, he has the anger of 
a, a dad. devastated father. Yeah. I, I really think that's part of this. I, I do too. However, or a very defensive politician. Or, or a very defensive politician. But perhaps I think it can be both. Yeah, yeah. He, and he doesn't react that way about other attack lines. It just seems to be Hunter. And I would say too, like he's because he, in a, uh, you pointed this out, Glenn. He's he in his own mind, he's being a good dad. Like I think in the same way, Lori Laughlin in her own mind is being a good mom. Yes, right. She's saying like I'm doing whatever I can to get my little girl into college. Correct. You know what I mean. And so this mm. is the same thing. I think, and it's and it's worse because you know the trouble your son has had. Yeah, and you're trying to save your son. Right. And so yep. he that does not excuse one percent of his behavior. But I think it does explain some of it. Mm-hmm. He he really he really does seem like his family life has been such a disaster for so long that this stuff really gets to him. You know, they, they say this about Trump all the time, like, "Oh, mention he doesn't make he doesn't really have ten billion dollars. You really get under his skin." And they think you can kind of climb under his skin. This it, every piece of this Hunter thing gets under his skin. Every piece of 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 this gets under Biden's skin too. I mean, it goes to at the core. You can see what a debate is going to be like between these two guys. Oh, my God. I mean, it oh, is yeah. going to be. <laughs> Trump would say Hunter 65 times in the first 10 minutes. Oh, it's going to be a Muhammad Ali Frazier fight. Oh, my God. I mean, it, th- mm-hmm. this, is, this is going to be a blood sport between those two. And more and more, it looks like it's going to be the two of them. But, ha- but after a moment like that, I mean, that's like a campaign sinker in, in previous elections. For, for a Republican, it would be. To because call out the media own. would be all over him, but yeah. the media is oh not gosh, even fat shaming. This. Where's oh the fat God. shaming? Right. Nobody cares about that. I will tell you this. Joe Biden. I am very, you know, let me take a quick break and then I'll come back. Because uh, there's one concern about this impeachment that I have that I think is real. And, and I've never heard anybody talk about it. We'll do that in one minute. We could do that. But, I mean, why would we care from a mental basket case like you? <laughs> I mean, you're dumb as a rock. I keep you employed. <laughs> and you you remember seem that, to be right? crying. Always. <laughs> the best of the Glenn Beck program. Hey, it's Glenn, and you're listening to the Glenn Beck program. If you like what you're hearing on this show, make sure you check out Pat Gray Unleashed. It's available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Mr. Bill O'Reilly, it's sick freak. Welcome to the program, Bill. First of all, are you guys intoxicated or what? We're working on it. We, we are working. In, on it. Yeah, we are working on it. And yeah, I'm, it's nine o'clock. What? Ten after nine Central yeah, Time. What's yeah. the matter with you people? Yeah, we I know, never we, drink before nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> Only right. alcoholics drink before nine, Bill. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, unless they're just going still from the night before. Yeah, then it's which, okay. Which we were usually doing. But anyway, so Bill. Yo. Did you see the video of Joe Biden just eviscerating this guy uh, in uh, in one of his, uh, you know, no malarkey malarkey stops? Yeah. Yeah. Did you see? What are your thoughts? Uh, You know, you know, I I don't see it the same way that everybody else sees it, because I know that Biden loves his son. And I know that he lost the other son, Bo. Yep. And his emotions are overriding everything now. Yes. All right. So, I, so I, that's exactly what I that's exactly what I said last hour, Bill. Thank you for listening. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't steal it from you. No, you did. You did. Hey, and no, I didn't. I'll I didn't just hear let you know. it. But, steal from uh, me, you've stolen twice. Um, but here's the <laughs> here's the yeah, thing on that. Is, I agree. Yeah. I 100 percent agree with you. Okay. That 
that uh, Hunter is a child that has been a troubled child for a very, very long yeah. time. And as a dad, you know, I think Joe Biden is in his own mind, thinks he's doing what's right for for Hunter um, in helping him and getting him all of these gigs and, and everything else. I think he thinks he's helping him when, in my opinion only, I think he's helping destroy him. But if you as a dad have had this troubled kid and you've already lost your wife, then you lost your son, and then you have this son who is always on the edge, I would be extraordinarily protective as well. I don't think it's so much that he's thinking at all. I think he's just reacting. So, um, you know, he's running for president. Does he really have his heart in it? I'm, I don't know. I'm not a mind reader, but he's certainly not campaigning effectively. He's not. And nobody can argue with that. So that's number one. And number two, he's got this kid who every time he turns around is embarrassing him and his family. And he doesn't know what to do with the kid. So uh, and he it's loves raw. Him. It's what, like a raw emotion. Yeah. But what is he think? This is the this is the thing. Look, if you're going to put yourself on a bus and zoop around a state and say no malarkey and then take Q and A, what do you think is going to happen? So he should have been prepared for this kind of question. And he well, not. at least at least from people who are over ninety that understand the term malarkey. Right, I know that's. A, <laughs> I mean, that is uh, he that's does something have a brilliant that, marketing team. Oh my god! Um, yeah, we're going to be drinking sarsaparilla yeah. with Joe <laughs> and talking right. no malarkey. I tell you that right, right let's, now. Let's get a little sarsaparilla over here for Joe <laughs> and his uh, crazy. Okay, so uh, we but the the point is that he's running for president. That's Holly the terror dog, by the way. Um, he's running for president, and he's not prepared for this. See, that's the story. It's not the lashing out at the chubby guy, all right? The chubby guy was doing this on purpose. Chubby guy wanted to embarrass him. Chubby guy could say, oh, I'm a Democrat. I'm going to vote for him anyway. Bull. This is a setup. Chubby guy saw his opportunity, went in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. What I'm going to get attention for myself. But what does it say about Joe Biden and his his understanding of just even just the power of being a man when the first thing out of his mouth was, uh, well, you're sedentary and you want to challenge to push ups? I mean, that's like but that's what I'm talking about. The guy doesn't have control over the process. He, he's not rational on a campaign trail. And and that's the story. So what's going to um, happen? What's going to happen? Because you know the one way to get under Donald Trump's skin. And I think uh, Bloomberg is probably in the only position to really, really do this. Of standing on stage uh, with uh, Donald Trump and going, you know, Donald, I mean, you say you're a billionaire, but please. Uh, well, you that's know. never going to happen. So you're you're basically okay. uh, weaving a fantasy. Okay. Bloomberg but you know no that, that shot. Right. But you know that's what... Uh, would get under his skin. D- no, but, but no, Biden no, no, would. No, 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 no. Really? Okay. No, because uh, I know Trump better than anybody. All right. Trump. Well, Melania. When he, well, maybe okay. his children. But, but I'm telling you, I I, I know the guy mom. really well, mm-hmm. and he doesn't care what you say about him. 
He doesn't care what you say about his kids, about his father, about his mother. He doesn't care. All right. So he's not going to be like Biden. He's not going to he's not going to do that. What he'll do is he'll attack you. And yes, if, if the chubby guy did that to Trump, which would never happen because Trump people would never put him on a bus. Never. <laughs> all right. And he would never go to a diner and take Q&A ever. Never. OK, so. But if you got Trump on a stage, a debate stage, and you said to him, hey, you're a corrupt guy who's incompetent and blah, 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 Trump doesn't care really what you're saying. He would just go in and eviscerate you personally, all right? And then it would be, it would be a mud fight. Okay, so how does Trump do that? Let's say that Joe Biden is the candidate. Yeah. How does Joe Biden, um, knowing how he reacts and knowing that— Knowing that Bill O'Reilly and Glenn Beck have sympathy, not for the the dirtiness or anything else, but have sympathy as dads for Joe Biden. And you can say, look, I, you know, I, I give him some room on this one. I think that's really out of line, but I give him some room. How does Donald Trump even talk about what happened with Hunter Biden and oh. corruption? <laughs> Trump couldn't care less about Biden and Biden's tragedies. And, no, I and know that, that, but the American people will. No, but he did, but but Trump's not going to calibrate it that way, ever. He doesn't calibrate. Gee, if I say this, what are the American people going to think about me? No, I never. He never I, does that. No, I know. I I. He's going to go. There in are times gonna, that people around him should be thinking those things and probably no, are thinking those things. I know, him. but I'm asking you, what is the end result with the american people if he just oh i see you want me to speculate about how they oh, would you are the worst <laughs> you are the worst <laughs> how they would react to broadsides against well it's not a hard speculation trump's base would enjoy it all right so yeah. there would be a sitcom for them they would they don't yeah. care what you say about hunter biden or or biden's family or anything like that and i'm not saying this in a in a cruel way, it's just that their rationalization is Donald Trump's been attacked so badly, yes, yes, so often that whatever Donald Trump does is justified. Yeah. Okay, so that's yeah. number one. The independents and those people, the women, horrified. Horrified. The men, nah, you know, you know, the men are voting for. Hey, am I going to keep my job? Am I going to be able to add more to my 401k? That's what the men are voting for. They don't, they're not looking for sensitivity. They're not looking for perspective. They're looking for performance. But women would be, you know, unaligned women, unaligned women, appalled um, if he goes in and he rips up um, Joe Biden Biden's and Hunter. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mr. Bill O'Reilly. Yes, I'm here. I'm, I'm attentive. So let's uh, let's – Get your take on first what happened in the impeachment hearings this week uh, with the very non-biased uh, open well, thinkers. 
Number one, I was watching reruns of Mayberry RFD mm. on the Me Channel. Right. Okay. Really? So I missed a lot of the live stuff. Right. Um, because Goober is really he, he's more in tune to my way of thinking. Yeah, I like just plain old Mayberry, the RFD days. You know. I, you know. Um, you know, it's kind of when they were stretching. But I, I get it. I get it. You're right. <laughs> so, I would. Why would anybody, any human being in this country? Pay attention to this this week. Why? So you you parade in three people that hate Trump. Oh, they loathe him. Um, and they sit there and they just dish bad stuff on him. And then they have one guy who kind of doesn't like him but is actually a thinker and says, you know, you really don't have enough to impeach him or anyone else. So why are we here? And why do I want to watch this? For what? I, I, I don't know. I don't learn anything. Uh, do I want to watch corruption in the government on display? I'm pretty much convinced that happens every day now. Don't really need to see it again. So, you know, the cable TV ratings have been pretty good this week. There are people who are interested in this. I don't know why. Maybe you can tell me. I don't know why. No, I have no idea why. I have no idea why. Yeah, because it's it's it's, it's, it's not going to lead anywhere. I mean, he's going to get acquitted in the Senate. And by February, this is just a bad memory. So what does this do to our republic? Well, it's bad for the country in a, in a variety of ways because it just polarizes people even more. Um, it was interesting because in the interview I did with uh, President Trump on the radio, did you hear that, Beck? No, I didn't. I No, I but you heard about it, I'm oh, sure. I, oh, are you kidding me? Uh, all that's right. all we could talk about. So in the interview I did with him, um, it was quite clear that he, as president, believes he's doing a good job, and he believes that this whole impeachment is going to help him get reelected. That's the Trump view, mm-hmm. that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get reelected, and this impeachment thing's helping me, mm-hmm. because people see it um, as... Crazy land. However, the other side hates him so much that they don't even consider there might be a backlash. They because they live in a bubble. All right, the Trump haters pretty much associate with the Trump haters. It's like That's it, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they don't go out of that. And then if you don't hate Trump, they don't want to have anything to do with you. They don't want to talk to you. They don't want to give you. Uh, a ride to the bus station. They don't want any any part of you. So it, it's an isol. What we're becoming is an isolated tribal country, which we have never really been before, except for the Civil War. So we're becoming tribes of of people who have special interests, political interests, fanaticism here and there, and the media drives that. So the tribe watches MSNBC. The tribe watches Fox News Channel. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's no other there's no non-tribe people watching. They're they're all of the same mindset. So in, instead of e pluribus unum, okay, Stu, tell me what that means. Um, from many one. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's now. I can't. I don't know the Latin word for tribe, but I'll just say tribum. <laughs> That's what we are. Tribalellis. Yes. Yeah. And interestingly <laughs> enough, I'm sure you heard that my new killing book is Killing Crazy Horse, uh, the merciless Shut Indian up. horse. Is in it really? 
Yeah. Oh, Crazy Horse is one of my, you got to send this to me. Crazy Horse is one of my favorite characters in American history. Well, and, you're going to love this book. But anyway, I don't want to plug the book now. There'll be plenty of time for plugging the book. But the tr- Maybe the not, Indian, not on this show. Maybe not. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe I don't like it. Then you're not getting a free book. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> then in the Native American culture, it was all tribes. All right. So we're going back. The, to the Native American culture. And the tribes were, didn't have anything in common with the other. So the Apaches in Arizona didn't have anything in common with the Sioux yes. up in North Dakota and Montana. Okay, so this is what we're becoming. And, and people don't understand it because they don't get any intellectual analysis on, in the media at all. All they get is rooting. I'm rooting for Trump to be destroyed or I'm rooting for Trump to be president forever. Okay, they don't get this is what is happening in America. We're dividing ourselves into tribes that hate each other. And that's like what happens in the Balkans. That's like Kosovo and Montenegro. Yeah, except we're no except there's no borders here on this one. We're all mixed in with each other. Yes, but we're becoming isolated from each other yeah even though we live next door to each other or we work in the next cubicle for one another that's right we don't we, uh, associate know, we, we don't talk to uh, emily because emily likes trump correct um and and so this is the destructive nature of what is happening politically in america and nobody now they know on the glenn beck program what it is but i'll tell you i'll submit to you that what i just told you very few people are aware of Bill, um, what is, how does the, what, tell me the mindset, if you can, of Nancy Pelosi and those in the Democratic Party. How do they think this is going to end? And how do you, how do you think it's going to end? Okay. Nancy Pelosi, if you watch her, if you watch her body language, which is really fascinating, and the way she conducts herself when James Rosen asked a very legitimate question yesterday. Oh, my gosh. It was incredible. Do you hate Donald Trump? And she went off the wall. Now, that's a legitimate question, and nobody should have gone off the wall. If you ask it, you say, no, I don't. I just believe that he has abused his power and shouldn't be there. That's all. Right. You don't go, how dare you? Yeah, I don't mean, you? really. I mean, she when she said, don't you ever use that I, kind yeah. of language with me, I mean, uh, that was shocking. Right. And now, there are two things. Nancy Pelosi's not used to be being asked anything that goes against her prevailing wisdom because the press is in a tank. So she was caught by surprise by that question. And the second thing is that Nancy Pelosi is a fanatic. Okay, hang on. We're going <laughs> to let that sit and simmer for a while, and then we'll come back with more of Mr. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. This is the best of the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, it's Glenn, and if you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. His podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcast. Hi, it's Glenn. If you're a subscriber to the podcast, can you do us a favor and rate us on iTunes? If you're not a subscriber, become one today and listen on your own time. You can subscribe on iTunes. Thanks. 
Phil Van Cleve is the president of Virginia Citizens Defense League. And uh, he is uh, joining us now. He believes in the right to keep and bear arms. And Virginia uh, has is really turned quite radical, uh, Phil, has it not? I mean, towards the left. Yeah, Glenn, uh, the, uh, the last election uh, gave power for the first time in 26 years in all branches basically to the uh, to the democrats the house the senate in virginia and uh, and governor and lieutenant governor and attorney general so uh yeah uh, it, it has and that's largely because a lot of people slept through the election only 40 percent turnout and what does this mean for gun owners in virginia used to be a very solid state and now it's going hardcore left well, for one thing, our, our governor had some problems with a, his, a photo coming up of him being in blackface. Yeah. We're being in the Ku Klux Klan outfit. We're not sure which it was. It could have been, you know, you, you know, either one. And uh, to divert attention from from that and the fact that he was willing to to calmly talk about how you could about killing babies that had managed to get born, or maybe an abortion didn't work and they actually got born, and then deciding what to do and killing this baby laying on a table, trying to get away from that stuff. He decided to focus on guns. Plus, tons of money came in from Bloomberg. Tons. Millions and millions and millions came in the state because Bloomberg wants to get gun control going in Virginia big time. Uh, He doesn't like Virginia because years ago we passed a law when he tried to trick gun dealers into doing straw sales uh, or illegal sales. Um, Our our state put together a new law that said, you come in here and do that again, and we're going to charge you with a felony. Mm -hmm. He's never forgiven us for that, so he's He's really out to get get guns in Virginia. So it's like a, uh, a fetish with him. Okay, so so does it look like the Democrats will actually go the way of Bloomberg and and start taking away guns, or or is it just a a preparation step to uh, to start really looking into uh, sanctuary cities? Uh, it's really, uh, yeah, they, they decided to come on board full blast with all, all kinds of gun control. We would be end up being worse than New York or New Jersey or, or California. Wow. Just all kind. Oh, yes. They put that all in. But what happened was then they, they, he woke a sleeping giant. All the gun owners that had been sleeping for years all of a sudden woke up. And, oh, my, you should see the rallies we're having. Uh, boards of supervisors, all of cities, they're, they're all saying we've never seen ever this many people here for any other thing, you know. Um, so, so Philip, explain to the people because there's, um, you know, sanctuary cities usually are. We're not going to enforce this law. Well, what you're saying is you're going to enforce the Constitution. No matter what you pass, the Constitution says this. So it's really not radical. I mean, in today's world, it is, but it's not a radical idea. No, we are simply protecting a constitutional, constitutionally protected right. We're simply saying, yeah, this right is protected, period. I and mean, you can pass what you want, but if it, if it violates the Constitution, then too bad. And we have sheriffs saying, yeah, they're not going to enforce this stuff. Because these laws that they're putting in don't affect people like me and you, people that aren't criminals that have, you know, perfect records and all. These are going after uh, – it's going after – it's going after – you and me, not people that are criminals. 
And so we're having, you and I are having the ones to, in Virginia that would have to do stuff, sell guns or, or turn them in or not be able to have this or that or go here happen. or there. Never, it would never. Criminals, they wouldn't care. So we, we had a question yesterday come on the show, and it's my understanding, and and this I would love your help on this. It's my understanding that uh, the sheriffs are the only law enforcement that answer directly to the people. They don't answer to the governor. They don't answer to the mayor or anybody else. They are county sheriffs that are elected by the people. And so they are a uh, a force that is on their own. They're kind of the the last line of defense for the Constitution. Is that true? Yes, that is true. Texas, I think, also has elected sheriffs when I was a deputy in yes. Bear County. Uh, yeah. But um, also our prosecutor, our Commonwealth attorney, the, the, the state prosecutor is an elected position. So they, too, answer to the people. So we can. We also have prosecutors saying, "Yeah, I'm not going to prosecute this stuff." What does that do? Um, I mean, what 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 does the left do? Because I can't imagine <laughs> in America coming for guns. It just won't. Uh, they're already trying to backpedal on this stuff. Uh, they're, they've watched. They're, they're actually they're very concerned they're watching this whole they're seeing an uprise is what they're seeing of people going to all these meetings we have 43 counties now that are saying we're not we're, we're sanctuary out of how many uh, counties out of how many out counties? Of 90 95 so we're holy cow we're approaching the halfway mark and uh um and that's we've only been doing this since a little after the election in november so this is and there's going to be a vast number of them coming up to consider this on, on Monday and Tuesday. We're also planning to have a, our, our lobby day rally on January 20th uh, at 8 a.m. at the Capitol. We, uh, the, the rally actually starts at 11, but lobby day starts at 8. Uh, we, we expect, we don't know how many people we're going to have, but I, we can usually turn out 1,000, 800 to 1,000. I think uh, this is going to be an absolutely eye-popping thing. Um, my wife has kind of pointed out she thinks that what's actually going on in Virginia will end up being historical, and I think it will. I've I think never it will seen too. anything like this. Well, I think that the the people rising up against uh, things that are unconstitutional is what our founders told us to do. It's why we have the First and Second Amendment, uh, and uh, when the people rise up locally. I think it will have an impact. I mean, but how many of your, you know, you're you're really kind of run by Fairfax County, are you not now? Well, there's a few areas. Yeah, that's the problem. We don't have an electoral college in Virginia, so the the vast majority of the state's red, but it's being dragged around by a few blue areas. And those, and, and, and so, if people don't know the region, Fairfax County is basically the suburb of Washington D.C. Yeah, it's it is, and it's it's uh, very blue, and the rest of the state is, is pretty much red with a little splotch of blue here and there, not much, and they're just dragging us around. And the rest of the state is basically standing up, saying, "Enough of this! You know, you're not coming after our rights." The very guns that they want to ban are exactly what our founding fathers would expect us to have. By the way, one sheriff here in Virginia said if they were to pass a gun ban, he will deputize every gun owner in the county to make them law enforcement so they can keep their guns. How's that for some guns? Wow. Wow. <laughs> and he can do that too, can't he? Yes, he can. <laughs> That's amazing. 
Yeah, That's our attorney general. Oh, this is wonderful. They asked our, one of the one of the uh, Democrat delegates asked our attorney general, "Hey, what about these sanctuary cities? These have no no meaning, right?" And I was just dying to see his response because he he supported sanctuaries for um, uh, for illegal aliens. So how is he going to answer this? They either they either are or they uh, you know are are not something you know. So uh, it kind of put him between a rock and a hard place. So, Philip, are you hearing from other states in the union and other uh, other parts of the country that are looking at you uh, as a test oh, yeah. model? Yes. They, oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, because they know if Virginia falls, then they're next. I mean, there's nowhere to run. We Trump pointing out to our to our to members, there's nowhere to run. You can go to Kentucky, you can go to North Carolina, you can go to Texas. It'll it's fall all too. coming. You have yeah. to stand up and fight where you are. This, yeah. this country, you cannot run. We're, we're here to fight. People died in ditches to be where you and I are. We can certainly stand and fight these stupid politicians. Yeah. Philip, thank you so much, and I uh, wish, you the, um, wish you the best. And, uh, uh, and my sincere, um, sincere hope that everything remains sane and, uh, and nobody stupid gets involved and, and does does things on either side because i think people have had enough of being pushed around and the constitution being just you know shoved into a corner uh or or outright ignored uh and peaceful movements like this where you stand your ground are going to be the things that that change change the course of the country Thank you so much, Philip. I believe it is. Thank you very much. You bet. Bye-bye. If you want to uh, find out more, you can go to vcdl, vcdl vcdl.org. That's uh, Virginia Citizens Defense League, vcdl, and find out more on this. I've said this many, many times for many years. Know who your sheriff is. Um, get to know your sheriff. Your sheriff is the last line of defense when it comes to uh, guns. They report directly to you. Uh, There's no governor or mayor or anybody else in line. When you have your police department, they are doing the bidding of the commissioner and and the mayor and everyone else. This is a standalone organization, and it was for a reason. And so know who your county sheriff is uh, and make sure that they are for the first and second amendment. What the hell? They're for all of the amendments to the Constitution. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.